We are back and back with a bang for the 2021 season preview. We'll take you through all the drivers that are going to be on the grid this year, how we think they're going to do and our predictions throughout the year. Join us for the 2021 season. Yes, hello and welcome back. We are looking forward to the new season that is nearly upon us. Sam, how excited are you for the 2021 season? Uh, I'm really excited because we might actually get back to the track this year and be able to see some live racing. Um, With the calendar being pushed back, it looks as if, certainly from Brands, maybe even Snetterton onwards, being second round this year, that we're going to be able to go and watch some racing again. And I am so pleased for it absolutely hopefully as you say we'll be able to get back onto trackside very very soon and see everybody else trackside because i don't know if you've been watching the snooker but you really can tell the difference of having a packed venue for these kind of things yeah you certainly can and and being there to be able to smell it and be able to hear it and get that buzz of uh, everyone else being there yes it might be slightly different when we're there um to what we previously used to but for the love of racing we will be back um so we'll get you kicked off with uh all the drivers that are going to hopefully be competing this season um currently we have 28 of the 29 drivers filled um we'll get on to the reason why we don't have 29 uh very soon but going through the teams we've got team bmw back with colin turkington stephen jelly has joined up with them this year alongside tom oliphant as we would expect uh, moving on to what were MB Motorsport and Motorbase last season and now racing with Wearer Photon Group and MB Motorsport accelerated by Blue Square in the Ford Focus STs with Sam Osborne, Andy Neat, Jake Hill and Ollie Jackson. Toyota Gazoo Racing um, have changed their driver lineup completely with Rory Butcher coming in and Sam Smelt being their second car for this season. Uh, Laser Tools, they're moving to a three-car team this year with the title winner from last season, Ashley Sutton, uh, Adam Moffat even, and Carl Bordley joining up in another rear-wheel drive car for him. And then they will be in a, like a team share this year with Team Hard, who have Nick Hamilton, Jack Goff coming back, Glyn Geddy is back for them again, he competed two rounds at the end of last season, and Aaron Taylor-Smith, a name that some of you may or may not know, um, has certainly been in touring cars before. And Russ, do you want to taste through the rest? Yeah, I was going to say, hardest split in that Hamilton's racing with um, Hard with Rocket and iQuattro Online Racing, and Aaron Taylor-Smith is team hard with Hub Financial Solutions, then Goff and Geddy are kind of the two teammates who are hard with Autobrite Direct, um, all of which are sponsored by Yazoo this year, so hopefully we'll get some free milkshake at oh. the uh, ground, or sorry, the venues too. Looking forward to that. Uh, what was Mag Tools with Sicily has changed to Car Gods with Sicily Motorsport. Uh, they'll be running the BMWs this season uh, with Tom Chilton moving across from BTC Racing and Adam Morgan uh, retaining his place at Team Sicily Motorsport. Uh, next, we have Power Max Car Care Racing. Uh, they're back on the grid for a full year. Jason Plato returns uh, alongside Dan Lloyd coming back into the series after a hiatus. Uh, Ginsters Accelerate, or well, Accelerate are running four cars, uh, split thusly. 
Ginx's Accelerator of Traycar Racing is, as it stands, says here, Chris Smiley and Tom Ingram, although Media Day would suggest it's only on Tom Ingram's car, the, um, Ch- the Ginx's yep. bits and pieces, but that's how it's split here. Uh, and then the second half of the team is Accelerate with Trade Price Cars, and that's got Rick Parfit Jr. in a horrendously... Uh, Garish? Vile... Garish, vile, yep. Blue and yellow livery, and Jack Boutel, who's moved across from Mag Tool Racing. Uh, Halfords Racing with Cataclean. Note, no Honda Uasa in the title. Uh, effectively, Team Dynamics are back, uh, but with two new drivers in Gordon Shedden and Dan Rowbottom. Uh, and then BTC Racing, we have Josh Cook, somebody, and uh, Jade Edwards, who's with PHSC with BTC, BTC Racing. Uh, obviously, the news broke days ago that Michael Kreese is off the grid for some reason. Yeah, there, there's a little bit of uh, curiosity behind that. Um, a statement that he released doesn't seem to allude to anything really as to why he's off the grid. He's kept all of his sponsors, so it doesn't seem to be a, a money issue as such. It may be something that's gone on behind the scenes that the team haven't agreed with or or something like that, but it'll be interesting to see who actually replaces him as the uh, third driver effectively in that BTC team. Um, they did say that they would make the announcement before the upcoming race at Thruxton this weekend. Which would make sense rather than on the day. Yes. By the way, guys, yes. here he is. <laughs> oh, here she is. Any uh, any ideas um, who, who you think it might be? I was going to say, we might, we might as well do some um, you know, speculating before we go into the main preview. I think the smart money's on Sarah yep. Proctor um, because... Experience you know, and money. Uh, yeah, I think... He has got a drive elsewhere. I think I read he's in the TCRs already, uh, Proctor, so possibly not for him. Uh, and if you're going to go absolutely outlandish, Dan Kamish. <laughs> put out a Porsche at the last minute, back into the Yeah, that cars. would be fairly outlandish. Um, my, my my thoughts are possibly with Bobby Thompson, although I, I do understand that he's got quite a lot of sponsorship on the Accelerator Trade Price Cars um, quartet. So it would be... And with, and with laser, laser tools. tools. So it would be interesting to see whether he would actually come across, whether he'd take that sponsorship with him. Um, and then some someone completely random who BTC have signed up on their almost like young driver program is Lydia Walmsley, although she has been confirmed for a mini drive for this season. So, yeah, it, it, there's a handful of people that it could be, or it could be someone that we just don't expect. The other possibility, I suppose, would be somebody like uh, Rob Austin, who yep. uh, would be a possibility. Bushel, I mean, I know he's got other commitments, but chance put behind the car again. Uh, yep. And then we go around the merry-go-round of drivers that have been in the series, Michael Epps, Pid, uh, Pidley, Rivette, um, you know, all these kind of names that we can... Newsham. Sorry? Newsham, he's Newsham. been to BTC before. Yeah, yeah, so... Dan Lloyd. Oh, no, he's already at PMR, isn't he? Who am I thinking of? Dan Welch, yep. that's what I'm thinking of. Dan Welch, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, who knows? Who knows? Hopefully we'll get an announcement probably the minute we stop recording. But Well, I'd, I'd like to hope we'll have an announcement for you in the Thruxton preview, which will be out on Friday. Um, but shall we get into it? Shall we have a quick, in-depth look at each team yep. um, and how we think we're going to do throughout the season? Yeah, well, let's start with uh, Team BMW then, who will be the hunters rather than the hunted this season, having 
uh, not retained the uh, Drivers' Championship. So it's much of a muchness for them, really, isn't it, with Colin Turkson and Tom Oliphant. And when they had the fair car announced, I think I said from the, the off it was going to be Stephen Jones. Yeah, it, it's he's a shoe-in for that role, especially with them not being able to pull the deal together for that extra car that they wanted to run alongside with Carl Bordley and um, Team Parker. So... Even if Stephen Jelly's only there for a year, I think he'll be a, a solid addition to the team. And I think it will be very much the same as last year. Oliphant will be looking to back up Turkington in his push for a record fifth British Touring Car title. See, I, I see it slightly differently. I think this might be the year that Oliphant might challenge a little bit more for the title himself. Okay. Um, in the kind of way that Bottas 2.0, not caring about anybody else is allegedly taken the F1 world by storm this season. I've not actually seen him do anything remotely useful thus far. Uh, that's been happening for the last four seasons, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is his last push, isn't it? Yeah, this is this is the bot that He doesn't care about anybody else or indeed himself by the looks of the way he's turned up in the opening three races. But it's a different podcast for a different day. Um, I, I don't know if Oliphant, you know, he, he kicked on last year. You know, he you know, got his race win, a couple of podiums along the way as well. Will this be the year that he perhaps wants to... I don't think win, but perhaps challenge for the title a little bit more. Be that bit more closer uh, to the top echelons of the sport. So maybe finishing fourth and, and not too far off the top. I, I think there's going to be an interesting element to how points are scored in this team. Um, we we very much understand that before you've had two point scoring drivers in a team towards a, a championship, manufacturer championship, especially with Team BMW. Um, but with three drivers there, are they all going to be scoring towards that? Normally, we've seen Jordan in his like slightly right field of the team car and scoring points separately. Um, but I think Jelly, it, it looks as if he would actually be scoring points for the team. Yeah, and he'll be there also, I imagine, too try and pick up some more results in race threes where you know, you're not expecting Jelly to win races outright one and two but you're expecting to be in and around the draw for race three so it just solidifies that's what BMW lost out a lot last season was the race threes trying to come through the grid the car didn't look particularly strong at coming through the grid not in the way that um, Sutton did the, yeah, yeah Sutton did or even um, Butcher did in the Ford Focus yep. um, they lost a little bit of ground you know, in those races and Jelly could be the perfect way of scoring points across all three races. Yeah, certainly. Um, moving on to another constructor entry. Um, Ford Focus this year will be scoring constructor points, which is uh, an interesting term from them. Um, something we haven't seen for a few seasons, and they'll be split between the Racing with Wearer Photon Group and MB Motorsport. At Racing with uh, Wearer, we have Sam Osborne and Andy Neat. Obviously, Sam Osborne's father was part of the takeover deal at Space in the off season, um, and so we all expected that he would he would get a drive here, and he has um, a new black and sort of like minty green outfit. Uh, car looks fairly slick. Uh, however, I I struggle to see these two drivers being being slick working. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I mean, if you think that this is basically what Motorbase was last year. It's a downgrade. You know, they've lost Jackson and oh, it's a massive yeah, downgrade. They've lost Jackson and Butcher, and brought in Osborne and Neat, which is you know it is a downgrade. However, Neat had a decent-ish start to the season last year. He's worked his way back into the sport. He's got a car that we yep. know is very good, and he's learned. You know, he's been in that car for a year now. Uh, Osborne, another new car to learn. That could be slightly um, difficult for him. He never seems to get grips. One of one of them might actually work for him. 
one of these seasons. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he didn't do badly in the MG before, um, considering how bad no. it was. Perhaps, you know, some drivers just don't click with cars. Maybe that was, you know, how he was last year with the Honda. Maybe this is the car that's going to, you know, elevate him up. We'll have to see. I'm with you. I'm not convinced that this is going to be a particularly strong team lineup. Um, interesting to note that Ford uh, um, Mon. Monu, yeah, Ford Mountune are the engine providers for the car, so they're not using a Toka Swindon engine. They have gone full manufacturer backing and full engine, um, which is interesting to see. Uh, but yeah, if you look at the four drivers, this is easily the weaker half of the team. Yes, definitely. Um, and getting on to the other half of the team, MB Motorsport, obviously uh, headed up by Mark Blundell. Um, he's got a excellent driver lineup for this season in my eyes with Jake Hill staying at the team and bringing in Ollie Jackson from that other motorbase seat obviously he understands that Ford focus really well he's been working with it for at least the last two seasons um, and managed to pick up his maiden win and second win last season um, so I think these two could be a dangerous duo to watch out for yeah I completely agree uh, I'm not overly fussed on the livery if I'm being honest um, no, it's the weak, bland. It's the weaker of the two liveries, but the stronger. But at least it's not black like the rest of the grid. No, true enough. Um, it's the weaker of the two liveries, but the stronger of the two teams. Jake Hill in that car. Who knows? Is he an outside shot for the title? I think so. I think he's a dark horse. We we, isn't he? we we saw how quick that car was last year in the hands of Rory Butcher, and I think that as long as Jake can um, get to grips with it quickly and make the most of qualifying because he he was a good qualifier last season despite his race results he suffered a lot with reliability in the early stages of the season with that um honda i think if he can keep it up there with the qualifying um standings that he's shown last season then yes he could very much be a challenger he should certainly get a couple of race wins this year if nothing else i think um definitely we should also mention, of course, that Osborne and Neat are both uh, eligible for the Jack Sears trophy this year, though I don't think either of them win it, but we'll get on to full-on predictions at the end of the pod. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the final constructor entry for this season is Toyota Gazoo Racing. Obviously, it was Jinsters with Toyota last season, but there was uh, an ac- acrimonious split between uh, Ingram and the team um, in the off-season. And their main driver that they bought in this season from Motorbase last year is Rory Butcher. Uh, he will be partnered by Sam Smelt, who has been part of the Speedworks program from the start of last season. Um and raced in the GTs. He has been in touring cars before, um, however, did not score a point. This is an interesting lineup for me. Um, obviously, a very strong driver with Rory being there, head of the team. He will be the one looking to try and take home the title. We we know the speed that's in that car. We saw it with Tom last year and the amount of wins that he took in such a short time of the car running on the grid. Um, how Sam Smelt can help Rory this season it's kind of wait and see really we we didn't get re- much of an inkling as to what he was like in the touring car when he was back in it in 2018 I believe um, so yeah it, it's Rory or bust for that team I think yeah it's going to be a development year I think for Smelt with a, you know, he's in the driver program so there must be a you know, an idea of keeping him in the team and bringing him through the team, um, but uh, yeah, I don't think we can expect too much from him uh, back in his you know first full season. Um, as for Butcher, he doesn't like to keep a seat warm, does he? He does like to uh, seat no. hop around. Um, I'm not that excited for 
Toyota Gazoo this racing this year, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. Um, You're not particularly keen on the livery either, are don't you? Don't like the livery. Not overly fussed on the driver lineup. I think Butcher might have been better off staying where he was with a car he's developed for a whole year. I mean, he was in the shop for a driver's championship last season in a car fresh out the box. You know, you've had a whole season in that car now. Go back and you know, go and better. Um, do you do you think he's moved because of the takeover of Motorbase and not having Dave Bartram right at the top? No, I don't think so because he's worked with various people in the, in what is now at Motorbase before anyway. You know, he's worked with mm. you know Hollandby Hollandby before. Um, I mean, I suppose progression-wise, to go to Toyota is you know, and part of the Toyota racing division. Okay, it's a step up on paper, but I just think if you yeah, you do so well in a, a season with a new car last year uh, where well, there's no real pressure either and now you're going to go to Toyota who want to you know, expand their race programme you're going to be the one to do it and you've got to replace Tom Ingram as well I'm, I don't know I'm just not that excited I have to say do you, do you think there could be doors opening for him if he does do well and possibly either takes home the championship or comes in the top three this season that He'll look to go probably one more season. If he doesn't win it, then then he could move on to something else with Toyota as long as he's able to keep that, that relationship with them. No, I see it more of he'll probably get third or second this year and then move to BMW or Laser Tools next year. Yeah, it's, <laughs> um, yeah There's no doubt in Rory's ability and his talent. and it, you know, He's a very fast and hard driver. I just... Sometimes sticking is better than twisting. Um and I just, I don't know, I'm I'm just not that excited. He didn't, he didn't particularly set the world on fire at Media Day either. Um, I just think that given how well he did last year, I don't think he's going to do as well this year. Okay, that's fair enough. We'll get on to our predictions at the end. Um, moving on to the independent entries now. Um, and these will obviously be scoring in their own small championship. Uh, Laser Tools, reigning champions, um, Ashley Sutton, Aidan Moffitt, and this year Carl Bordley, a three-car outfit, again in the Infinity Q50. Um, Sutton, much of the same. It will be looking to go and defend his title, won't he? Yeah, there's, I don't think there's much point saying much about Sutton because nothing has changed. The Q50 may have had a slight facelift. It might be a slightly newer model. I want to see a bit more of it to... to be sure yep. either way but yeah like with Turkington Sutton's going to be at the top um, there's not much else to really say about Ash except that I would expect him to be in a very strong position to defend his title yeah he's still going to be wrestling it around each track um, having slip ups in qualifying quite possibly um, I think if he improves that then he could walk away with the title this season because um, that that is a point at which he really struggled with last season I mean it's Turkington aside, it's very hard to see who else challenges him for the title, isn't it? Yes, possibly. So this this could really be, I think Paul O'Neill touched on it at the end of last season, we could be entering into a period of dominance here for Sutton because, I, I say, I know, I know we keep saying we'll get onto predictions at the end, but you look at the grid and you look at what's happened in the off-season, it's very difficult to say, see anybody other than Turkington who can give him a sustained season challenge. Yep, yep. Um, Aidan Moffat would also be staying there obviously it is mainly his team being Laser Tools Racing um, big year for him though, big year yeah it's a massive year, especially with Carl coming in as well, because if Carl comes in and either matches him or beats him, then there's, there's serious questions over the I don't know, Aiden's possible ability within this car, he's had the car for a season and a half now um, and 
he'll be looking to kick on and be scoring more top 10 results and actually getting on the podium with that car because it's something he hasn't done yet. Yeah, there's a couple of flashes, wasn't there? There was Silverstone last year where he really seemed to have got to grips with it. Yep. Other than that, it was a fairly poor season for Aiden, given the fact that he had had that half year in the car. Not helped with the fact that Sutton comes into the car brand new and, you know, wins the championship. Uh, It's a big year. I think it is a big year. I think he has to improve. You know, Laser Tools want to win the Independence Trophy. And Aiden Moffat's going to be a big part of that. And I think he really does need to, you know, score consistently, stay out of trouble more uh, often and, you know, just get that car into the top 15, into the top 10, more often than he doesn't. It's They're, they're the only three-car team in the championship, as it were, scoring as a as a whole team. So I think they've they've realised that maybe Aiden and... Or Sutton won't be enough to win it on his own. Um, and then Aiden needs a little bit of backup from Carl Bordley coming in. Now, he struck a deal with the team to... As part of this um, merging, almost, with Team Hard... Uh, he's moved away from the one series, which it's fair to say he had a rubbish season in last last year. We were expecting a lot more from him, um, and in this Q50, it, it could possibly happen. Um, but I think he's going to need to adjust quickly. I think as well that you know it's um it's it's a big season for him. You know he had a a, a good car underneath him last year. Okay, a little bit old, but a good car. He's got an even better car underneath him this year. You know. He, he keeps walking into title winning cars doesn't he he needs to really make an impression and I, I think he needs to win the um, Jack Sears this year yes certainly um, he he is part of the Jack Sears having not had a podium um, how, how much can we expect can we expect him to get on the podium this season no I don't think so just top 10 results I think he'll be happy with a top 10 and he'll be looking to win as many Jack Sear rounds as he can because you know he sh- he should be winning the Jack Sears trophy really when you look at the equipment um, okay there's a couple of other, you know, good cars he'll be up against but he's in a title winning car yeah yeah completely agree um, Laser Tools will also certainly be looking to take home the independent entry um, moving on to that partnership that they have with Team Hard now they're sharing a lot of uh, background data and and background team members almost um, to try and help each other out and I think also to reduce costs behind the scenes um, the more people you can have split between them the, the better uh, could that come as a detriment to how all three, all seven cars run this season? I was just thinking that because if you've got you know, several cars that need fixing who do you yep. stick the resources to? Now the, the smart money says it's Sutton and Goff as the two leaders of the two teams Yep. Um, what happens if it's a case between Goff and Sutton? You know, I mean, realistically, you should be putting the, the time and effort into Sutton's car because he's more likely to win you the championship. But that's not particularly fair on somebody like Goff, who no. has had a pretty raw deal with Hards for the last couple of years and has stuck with them. Um, I think the data share makes total sense. Although, what data can you really get from a Q50 to a brand new Cooper Leon? Um, the resources make sense in the COVID world. It makes perfect sense. Yep. Um, but yeah, like you, is seven is seven cars too many to try and pull resources for? Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting dynamic to see how that works out this season. Obviously, we have um, new cars for Team Hard this season. Cupra Leons. Now they look like a touring car, don't they? They look quick. I, I know. I know you can. You know, anything can be made to look quick. But some of the really video releases they were doing, they look 
so low. They look so quick. Mm. They look mean as well. They, yeah. Slight um, resemblance to almost the the Julietta that Rob Austin used to run and and the uh, Corolla from last season. Um, they've changed to a mainly black and white livery across all four cars, um, with obviously different sponsors uh, popping up for each section. Uh, Nick Hamilton and Glengeddy will be in the Jack Sears. I think Glengeddy could be a challenger for the Jack Sears this season um, if that car runs well. I'd agree. Um, and, and the only indications are good. I mean, Goff was, or had at some one point, topped the times in uh, Media Day and was certainly getting a lot of pace out of the car. I'm really excited to see what Goff can do this year. I don't think he's going to be a title contender. Let's not get carried away. But I can see him pinching a win and certainly pinching a podium or two. Yeah, I was just thinking the same. If we, if we could see Jack back on the podium this season, it would be good for him as well. Because, as you say, he's stuck with it for the last couple of seasons, hoping that this, this chance for a new new car would come. Um, and he will certainly be looking to lead that, that quartet up the field. Obviously, Aaron Taylor-Smith has already, already taken wins in the British Touring Cars before. He had a run of six seasons in the car. Um, mainly in a, an MG, but had swapped about a little bit. How, how do you think he's going to fare? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a he's an experienced enough driver. Um, I'd be interested to see how him and Plato go. They've got a little bit of history between them. Uh, hmm. Again, it's going to come to, down to Plato a lot. got history with with everyone on the grid. Well, most people, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, a, a lot will come down to how quickly he can get to grips with the car. You know, it's a brand yep. new car. There's going to be no data whatsoever available on anything similar because it's not. You know, it's a brand new car to the series and never been raced before. Uh, it's pretty much a brand new car out of the factory as well. It's not a you know it's a, such a new car mm. in every every uh, respect that it's going to take a lot of getting to grips too. Um, I think it would be a quick case of which of the four drivers can get to grips of it the quickest. Seemingly Goff, but obviously Media Day and Race Day are two entirely different kettles of fishes. Yes, very much so. Um, a team that possibly could look to become a, a manufacturer slash constructor entry for. Next season going forward, if the uh, the Cupra picks up, um, I think yeah. it would be good to have more constructors like that in the championship. The same with the Infinity Q50 as well that we've already mentioned. Yeah, and of course, say it, I've got a, you know, a history uh, in the touring cars as well. Very much so. so. You know, it'd be good to have those back as a, back as a uh, manufacturer and back on the grid for the long term. Moving on to uh, another pair of BMW 330s on the grid this season. Now, car gods with Sicily Motorsport. Sicily Motorsport, we all know and love, have been on the grid for quite a while now, uh, under the pilotship of Adam Morgan. This season he will be joined by Tom Chilton and a brand new sponsor with Car Gods. Now, the car is, again, another dark liveried car um, with quite a hectic paint job and sponsorship program on it um but a car that should be quick should be challenging this season based on how quick we saw the the bmw 330s from last season under team bmw how th- this is tom's chance isn't it yeah um i'm not going to tip him for a dark horse title <laughs> as i've done that in the past and because that, no, that would completely screw him yeah i, I think that Again, this is a big season for Tom Chilton. I mean, he is one of the BTC nearly men. He's been here for so long and had a lot of the good equipment underneath him. A lot of bad luck along the way. But you kind of feel that if he is going to win a championship, and I kind of think the moment might have passed, but if he is going to win a championship, this is one of his better chances. He's in a a title-winning car. BMW and Neil Brown are providing the engine, which is the same uh, duo that provides the engine at WSR. 
You'd imagine WSR have a hand in the team as well. Um, I say it's all, almost copy and paste, isn't it? Yeah, there's going to be data. You'd imagine there's going to be data sharing there. Yeah. Um, probably until one of them starts, you know, fighting for the championship. But uh, yeah. especially for two drivers that we we know haven't run rear wheel drive cars that much in their career, if before, um, I think. Tom, yes, this is, this is his probably best chance. I think he finished third in the championship in the shredded week focus, and this car on paper should be a lot better than that focus. Um, Morgan is a dark horse for me, like a real dark horse. If this car hooks up and he starts to finish top six every weekend, Nick's few wins along the way, does the, the classic Colin Turkington consistency thing, he could be right in it until the final round of the season, for me. I would ag- agree, but err on the side of caution as far as that Adam Morgan tends to have the Adam Morgan bad luck at some point in the season. Yeah, um, but but every but, every driver or team goes through a bad race weekend at some point. Yeah, but I think Adam Morgan would point to he's had more bad luck yeah. than anybody else on the grid in the last couple of years. But yeah, we know he's very good at squeezing everything out of a car. We saw that with the Mercedes in the last couple of seasons. Uh, I think out of the two, yeah, he's probably the more of the dark horse than, than Chilton. I wasn't particularly impressed with Chilton in media day. Um, I just kind of also feel that perhaps Chilton's time in the sun's been and gone. He's been in the sport so long and do we also, you know, never really been in the in the hunt. Do we also want to mention that this isn't the only thing that Tom Chilton is focusing on this season? Mm, um, he's got a habit of doing this as well. Yeah, so he's looking towards the future good for him um we will all be looking towards more uh, hybrid and electric based cars in the future and he will be running for hyundai and a an electric format of touring cars uh, i believe across europe possibly across the world um i need to have a, a little closer look but this isn't the first time that tom has time shared championships and it hasn't worked out well for him in in previous no. So it it'll be interesting to see where he focuses more of his time. Obviously, you focus on the future, you're you're more likely to see succeed in the future, but you're you're gonna suffer for it in the present, which could be a problem for him. Yeah, I'd say I'm I'm more excited for Morgan than I am for Chilton. Um, it's a bit of a left field decision to go there, though. He never really got to grips with the no. uh, Honda again. He has a habit of getting the good best machinery under him, doesn't he? You think that he's raced for Dynamics, he's raced at Vauxhall when they were at the absolute height of their power. He's raced uh, last year at BTC in a race winning car. He's now at a, a championship winning car. Uh, yeah, a championship yep. winning car here. So, you know, <sighs> I kind of feel if it's not now, when say shake be? the salt, say shake the salt pot, and uh, Tom has raced for them. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that team team pans out. Power Match Racing, they are back this season for a full campaign in the Vauxhall Astra again. Um, interestingly, running the Swindon engine. Now, there were talks about them developing their own engine for this season. However, I wonder whether that is more towards next season and the hybrid era. Jason Plato is back for them. The numerous race winner... Um, I think he'll be looking to take home his 100th win this season, if possible. Uh, and Well, there's there's, there's some yes. discrepancies, isn't there? He reckons he's on, I can't remember. He reckons he's on one more than the, the yes, record yes. book state, doesn't it? But 
I have I have to say I was worried about, about this team because I think this is now the oldest car on the grid yep. by some margin. Um, but bloody hell, he would look quick. He looked on it in media day. And I know you can only take so much of media day and how much other teams sandbag in and what have you. But on data alone, he looked. He's hungry for quick. it this season. I think having that year out and and not being able to be around the sport, I think he's he's looking to come back with a bang. Uh, Dan Lloyd will be partnering him. Um, obviously, we've seen him on the grid before at BTC Norlin, um, and he he had a, a fairly successful time. Obviously, he's not in the Jack Sears, so he scored podiums before. I believe he might have taken a win before as well. Uh, and how he adapts to that car is very much down to to him, really. Uh, I'm not sure how much help he'll get from Jason. I think the only odd oddity there is that one of them knows that the, the idea is they won't be there next season because obviously we know the the idea is that Jack Constable will take over next year and lead the yep. charge into the higher era. So it's a bit of a weird dynamic because one of those drivers knows they're not being retained for next season. Now, part of, you know, on one hand, is that Plato calling it a day? You'd understand if it would be, but I I think he might actually quite fancy the challenge of the new era anyway, at least for yep. a season. Yeah. And then if it is Dan Lloyd, then you kind of think. Do you just give it all you've got and just have fun for the year, or what? Or do you try and change their minds? It's a slightly oddity. Or will they go to a three-car team next year? That's a, another possibility, I suppose. But um, I, I, I'm kind of excited to see what Powermax can do. I say the Astra is one of the older cars on the grid now, but put in the hands of Jason Plato, who is a you know the most successful in terms of wins uh, racer in the series. I think he does score another win this year. I really do. Um, yeah, so I, do I. And I, I think, I think he might be on the podium a little bit more than he was in 2019 as well. Yeah, Dan Dan Lloyd was a bit of a, a a left field call for that team as well. See, we believe that Matt Jackson have first refusal, but may not have been able to get his sponsors back together to race this season. Um, and there are a couple of other drivers that we we were thinking of ahead of. Um, Dan Lloyd, like Senna Proctor, who has raced at the team before, brings a fair wadge of cash with him as well. Um, but it seems as if I don't know whether Jason has had a huge hand in this, but the sponsors that Power Max have bought on this season are big sponsors. Like they've been announcing a couple of sponsors over the last couple of months that we've gone, wow, where did that come from? For example, Rich Energy. And of course, we've got the. Um Drive to Survive yes. PMR edition to come as well, which will be interesting. Uh, I'm with you on Dan Lloyd. I think he's a good good driver. I don't. I've got no problem with him being brought back. Although he wasn't, you know, the name that was tumbling off my lips. I thought perhaps Rob Austin, mm. uh, who impressed uh, last time out uh, in his one weekend in the car, or perhaps Leftfield and go Hawkins or something like that. But I, I don't. I, you know, Lloyd's a very capable racer, and he's not. You know, he's, he's impressed when he's come into the series in the past. So Yes, very much so. Um, moving on to the four Hyundais we have this season. Obviously, there was a merger over the winter period with trade price cars and Accelerate. Um, and there were some casualties of this merger, weren't there? Yeah, I'm not overly convinced they've come out stronger than they were last year. Yeah, it's a bit of a mixed bag for them. Obviously... Tom Ingram is the headline driver to move into the team, um, bringing that Jinsters backing uh, and making the car look incredibly similar to the um, Corolla from last season, but we'll get on to that. He will be partnered by Chris Smiley, who was, of course, there last season, but he was the driver that 
that finished lower of the two that were racing for the team last season. So quite surprised that Senna Proctor was not retained. And then Rick Parfit Jr. and Jack Butel will be racing in the Accelerate with Trade Price Cars division of the team. Rick Parfit is, uh, for most of you probably know him as a musician and entertainer turned racing driver. Um, but since he's turned racing driver, he's had a, a fairly successful career in GT racing. Now coming into this season, both him and Butel will be uh, eligible for the Jack Sears Trophy. Um, and I think depending how the car works out for them and how quickly they adapt, they could be challengers for for the Jack Sears. Yeah, I'd agree. There's yeah, there's three uh, sorry two drivers in there who will be Jack Sears, as you say. Um, I think there's a a good chance for them there. I think Butel impressed me last season on the whole. Um, yes, same. As a fairly steady, and you know played the numbers game well, and he'd been a better car this year, so it'd be interesting to see how he can go. You say Parfit comes in with a, a decent bit of racing background. Smiley has been in the sport for you know a couple of years, so we we all know all about him. Ingram is the standout, obviously, and I'm still not excited. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're still questioning it, aren't you? I want to see... I think his car looks great. I really do. I think the livery looks awesome on that car. And I quite like um, Smiley's uh, blue geometric kind of print as well. Yep. I mean, what does Tom really expect from this season? Does he expect to be t- challenging for the title? I think that might be a bit premature, personally. I... I I think he will be expecting to challenge for the title. Do you, from, okay. from his from his point of view. Okay. He might expect that. Do you expect him to be? I think he'll he'll finish the season in the top seven. That's not what I asked. <laughs> it's very dependent on the opening weekend, I think. If the, if they can show their speed there, then I think Tom will have the confidence to develop that car in the way he wants it to develop and push on. And having that much data coming from the other drivers around him, which he hasn't really had before, he could really push on to something, something great. Um, and I think it's probably in the car. Whether it's this season, not sure. Next season, probably more likely if he stays there. So to answer my question, I'm not sure he will be in title fight at the end of the season. Moving on to um, <laughs> what was Team Dynamics or Halford's, uh, sorry, Honda Uasa Racing Dynamics, whatever the uh, way it was called. Uh, we all know that we've lost the Uasa backing, uh, and as such, we've lost also Dan Camish, and we've ended up say- with Halford's Racing with Cataclean, with uh, Daniel Rowbottom, who'll be in the Jack Sears, and Gordon Flash Shedden. Uh, one interesting point before we go into the drivers. It looks as if they are still running a Honda engine, not a Toka Swindon one. Yes, I, w- I would expect them still to be running a Honda engine, obviously built by Neil Brown, who has built the BMW engines that will be on the grid this year. They've had a long, long-term long partnership, have uh, dynamics with Neil Brown and the engines that he has built. Um, a little bit of a surprise to see Dan Robotton come into the team. Obviously, it was a massive surprise to see Kamish get... I don't know, passed by the wayside, shall we say, and almost looks like he's dragged Uasa with him into the uh, Porsches, but we'll, we'll get onto that in a second. Flash, Gordon Shedden, three-time British Touring Car Champion, you're bringing in what we all know is quality. 
like top end quality and you know the results and the hard work that he's going to push in to try and go for another title I believe yeah completely agree Um, I think he will be in the title fight I honestly do he had good pace on media day it'll be a bit of a sickener for Kamish if Shetland comes in and wins it in the same car he couldn't win it in in three seasons but I mean yeah Shedden is top end one of the greatest touring car drivers of all time there's no debate about that and I won't entertain anybody who says otherwise he is (laughs) one of the greatest touring car drivers of all time and it's great to have him back on the grid yeah Uh, Dan Rowbottom I think oh he's in the Jack Sears eligible for the Jack Sears he could walk away with the Jack Sears or he could struggle in my eyes Um, I think he's got one of the best cars on the grid for the Jack Sears so like outside possibly the the Toyota or um, the Focus um, I I wonder how that year out of the touring cars will do him. Um, whether it will be a development year or or one that will have boosted boosted him coming back into the series. Uh, he will be one to watch this season. Whether he could back up Shedden as well. Yeah, I mean, Robotham struggled in his um, previous campaign in the touring cars, albeit it was in an older Mercedes, but he didn't really impress at any opportunity really if I'm being being frank he developed throughout that season Uh, he certainly got stronger towards the end of it and started to understand the car more Um, and I think possibly having Shedden alongside him may help him in that fact and and give him pointers on how to set the car up and where you're looking to make time and where you're where you're making race time different different pressures though because Halford's to be expecting to be Challenging for the independent title, so you know it's a it's a completely different kettle of fish to where he was before, where he was you know they they weren't expecting him to be challenged for a title. He's going to have to really hit the ground running. Yes, he is certainly. Um, and then finally, BTC Racing. Um, obviously, we have two of the three drivers. Josh Cook staying for another season will be leading the team as we would expect. We'll be looking to get back to his best. Um, the back end of last season he looked like he'd found a little more form obviously took that double win at Croft and uh, I don't know last season was it a blip for him will he be looking to be challenging again for the title this year there was a lot of bad luck for him last year as well let's be honest I mean yes. you know, yeah. Uh, don't get me started on the wet race he lost um, again with, you know, you've, you've heard my thoughts on that to death so <laughs> we won't go down that path again but yeah, he had a he had a fair bit of bad luck last year as well. So, yeah, that that I, I'd expect him to be back on form this year. It's a car that he knows well. It's a team that he's going to be, you know, absolutely a number one driver in, unless they do something crazy by bringing in a Camish mm. or somebody. Um, yep. So, yeah, I, I I think we'll see the best best of Cook again this year. Yeah, so do I. Um, that driver that lines up alongside him is probably going to have a tough task anyway with Cook having been in the car for a couple of years now. Um, and then there is Jade Edwards, the first female driver to uh, be or be in a full season since 2007. Fiona Leggett. Yeah, Fiona Leggett. Um, and it will be a year that publicity will blow up for her. In, in all honesty um, being that unique female first female back on the grid in however long um, it'll be interesting to see whether she deals with the pressure of all that media coverage that I think she will have and being able to 
to drive a fully fledged touring car. Obviously, she had that weekend out last season in the Power Max Astra, and she she held her own. She was able to battle with the drivers that we thought she would be battling with, um, and I think this season she will look to actually develop and push on in the second half of the season to start scoring points finishes. Yeah, this all is all honesty. about a, this is all about a development season for me. You know, it's it's you know, she was you know okay in the Power Max outing last year. Held her own quite nicely um, with Andy Neat until Neat hmm. got fed up of holding her own. Uh, but yeah, she, yeah, good flashes. Be good to see how she does in the whole season. Obviously, you know, expectations shouldn't be too high of anyone coming into the sport for the first time uh, for a full season, uh, albeit of a good car. I don't think it's a Jack Sears. Well, she's a Jack Sears contender. I don't, but I think that this is. I think she'll know this is all about learning the car, learning the sport. You know, it's all very well racing Clio's or anything else. You know, touring cars is different yeah. gravy. Yeah, vastly different as well. Um, okay then, we've been through the whole grid. Um, which which round of the championship are you specifically looking forward to this season? Croft, always Croft. I love Croft. Yeah, it's a great track. Uh, I think when we did our top five tracks, it's got everything. It's you know, it's got long straights, it's got tricky sections, it's got an iconic hairpin to finish off the lap, which is really tight. There's plenty of overtaking spots. You know, it's not one of these circuits where if you don't overtake into turns, you know, two and three, then that's it. You know, Snetterton, I'm looking at you. Uh, so <laughs> it's it's you know, I think it's a really good track, and Croft normally provides some really good racing and some surprise results as well. Yeah, Croft will be taking part, oh, taking place on the 18th and 19th of September. A uh, possibility to see some changing weather, which we all like to see. Um, I think it will be interesting dynamic to see how Snetterton does as the second round. Obviously, we're used to that being the the halfway point of the season, um, and. Oh, Knock Hill always produces a good bit of racing, yeah. but I think Donington at the end of the season, 9th and 10th of October, that in the wet, going down the craners, people trying to be careful if they're still in the championship hunt and stuff like that, I think that could be a race weekend to watch out for. Yeah, cold and wet Donington. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good shout. That is a good shout. And probably get a fair bit of wind through the circuit that time of the year as well. So, yep. yeah, that's a fair shout. Um, What's your favourite livery on the grid so far? I mean, obviously, Ooh. we'll see them all in race craft in a couple of days' time, but every team has released their livery now. Which is your well, favourite? Well, first of all, I am going to criticise the amount of dark liveries there are this season. I said to you when the majority of them had been released that there's another black car, there's another black livery, there's another one. It's They've almost gone... Money-saving. Well, <laughs> it. They've what almost is. gone, look at that BMW livery from last season. Everyone like blew up about how good it looked in those dark colours. And everyone have gone, right, let's, let's do it for our car. Unfortunately, it, it, it's probably worked against them. Um, but, I don't know, favourite... I quite like the Gazoo Racing. But I knew what was coming with that because of watching the, the rallying. Um, as I, I do agree with you, I think the Ginsters looks good on that uh, Hyundai as well. Yeah, um... I can, you know, you're allowed to like stuff that I don't yep. like. That's fair enough. I, my favourite is probably, um, it's probably the racing with Wear and Photon Group Ford. I like the mint green. It's something I've not seen before, or certainly not for a long time. It's got slight hints of the Airwaves uh, Ford days, yep. which is quite nice. Um, 
and I also quite like the. Uh, I think it's the best Halfords livery we've had for a long okay. time as well. It's uh, another a darker side of their livery. Obviously, losing that Uasa backing. Yeah, but they've been dark for years. I mean, they've, they've yeah, been yeah, black yeah. car for basically yeah. since what two thousand nine ish. So I mean, you know, but I think you know we've had a couple of. I've not enjoyed the last two three years of 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 the Honda. I quite like this one. It's a it's the best of a you know a few years now. So yeah. Yep, yep, I can see why you'd say that. Um, shall we have a little game then? A little game of predictions for the season ahead. Right. Shall we go with the Jack Sears first of all? We'll start off. Who's going to win at the Jack Sears Trophy this season? Okay, I'm going to go straight out of the, right out of the gate. Can I just, just clarify... We we know how you make your predictions. We want one driver, please. We're not having yes, yes. either or this this year. We're having no, one no, driver. And I actually think there's a there's a clear candidate for it as well. So I'm going to put all my money on Glengetty. Oh, okay. Big, big call. I think that you know that car will be mixing it. I think that, that they've hard never got anything to lose. They always back themselves in these you know uh, situations. There's four of them as well. Um, Bordley hasn't impressed me particularly last year. Uh, I think you know he's got a great chance this year, but based on Giddy's Giddy's impressed me more than Bordley. If we're going to go on, can that I can, can I just remind you who you who said in the um, Jack Sears podcast that we did uh, a couple yeah, of weeks ago? Yeah. That was Rick Parfit you went for, wasn't it? Yeah, but okay. I've now seen Media Day. Okay. Just just putting that out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've now seen Media Day and seen some of the times. Um, Osborne and Neat, I don't think so. Smell. I don't think so. I think his main competitor will be Bordley and probably Rowbottom, and I just think Glengarry's impressed me more than either of those drivers have. So fair enough. Uh, well, I I think it's going to be Rowbottom. I think he'll develop nicely in that car, um, and having Shedden alongside him, he will he will give him the knowledge to know how to bring home that that small little title for him. Okay, and so the independent teams then. Let's go with that. Independent teams. I, I can't look much beyond Laser Tools, mainly because they are the three-car outfit in the independents. Um, Interesting. I, I think Ash Sutton is going to be well up there, looking to win the title anyway, and I think they'll score enough points between Moffitt and Bordley to um, secure that title. I think it will be Car Gods of Sicily Motorsport. Okay. I think they've got two drivers that will be in the top ten more often than not. I think the problem you have with Laser Tools and with Halfords is that you've got one standout driver and then you're relying on the other two or one to, to do well. Yep. And history so far has suggested otherwise. Whereas you look at Car Gods of Sicily, you're expecting Morgan and Chilton to be in the top ten more often than not and both be in the top ten more yep. often than not and pick up podiums and wins along yep. the way. So I think Car Gods, yeah, particularly in their new car. Okay. Lovely. And um, moving on to the independent driver's title, then. There's, uh, th- yeah. there's one answer, and there's one answer alone. It's, it's Ash Sutton, isn't it? Yeah. On. Next one. Um, uh, well, I, I think that the drivers that will be close will be Shedden and Plato, but I think Sutton wins that out of cancer, if I'm being perfectly honest with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I think Ingram might be up there quite close as well. But it's, uh, yeah, I think that'll be it. The teams. Ch- I, Go on. I, yeah, I've got an interesting question afterwards. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions to close, okay. but yeah, we'll go. To, we'll the, go to the, the teams. teams championship. So this is the all the teams involved. Yeah. Who's it going to be? Um, 
at BMW. I, I can't look, but they, for the same reason yeah. I said at Car Gods yeah, exactly. for the independence, you can have Turks and, and Oliphant in the top, probably top six more often than not. Jelly will be in the top 15 more, more often than not, and I think you're going to have three cars that score cool. in most yep. rounds three times. So, how do you look yeah, past oh, that? Yeah, especially if they are all scoring as a, as a three-car team, then I think you can't look anywhere else but TMB, Team BMW, especially now that Halfords have almost like downgraded their drivers. They were always the ones that were looking to compete with Team BMW over the last five, five six seasons, weren't they? Yeah, um, laser tools... They might have the ability to have another three-car team, but you you go pound for pound, BMW got the better yep. three-car lineup. Yep. It's as simple as that. Um, so moving on to the constructors slash manufacturers championship, obviously we've got BMW, Ford Focus, and the Toyota Corolla. Now BMW are, as we said, running three cars. Ford are running four, and Toyota are running two. Again, Toyota are a deficit where they thought that they'd be jumping up to a <laughs> to a competitive two-car outfit. Um, they're still at the deficit to the other other manufacturer entries. Um, BMW I- win it simple as that again they're going to outscore everybody else aren't they I, I know that they're going to have manufacturer yeah constructor manufacturer places but I mean Turkton will outscore most of the other people there you know nine times out of ten I, so. I think it could be a lot closer than we anticipate especially if all four drivers from uh, Ford are scoring for the, the manufacturer championship because I think Jake Hill and Ollie Jackson will be up there round about um, and it all very much depends on yeah. how many points or where Andy Neat and Osborne can finish in relation to Jelly and Smelt. Well, I was going to say, how often do you really see Osborne and Neat finishing in front of Jelly and Oliphant? Yeah. That's... Uh, yeah, that... that Okay, you might they might finish in front of Jelly on a couple of occasions because Jelly will be Jelly. Um, but, you know, the same with Smelt. Do you see him... I see Hill and Jackson finishing in front of Oliphant and Turkerton on yep. occasion, absolutely, and yep. Butcher for that matter. I, I don't see that happening enough. And, you know, obviously Turkson will have a retirement or a problem at some point, but not enough to make okay. it close, I don't think. Um, yeah, I, I think BMW will just snatch it, but I think it'll be closer than we expect. Um, and then... I, I think it'll be a, a, on, a on to the big one. So. The driver's title, the 2021 British Touring Car driver, Drivers' Champion will be... Ash Sutton. Okay. <sighs> Yeah, I, 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 I said to you a bit earlier on in the show, other than Turkington, who do you see really challenging him? You might be able to put in a shout for Shedden, maybe. It's going to depend on what Shedden's back. He's been away from the sport for a couple of years. Um, but that said, a drive of his calibre, you'd expect you to come straight back in. But you take out Turkington and Shedden, who else really depends do you think what can sort push? of season Plato wants to have. Um, depends what sort of season that, that Jake Hill wants to enough. have. Um and yep. we all we all have this pre perception that Oliphant won't be allowed to win the title. Um but if he's up there and he's doing consistent things and, and Turkington has a year full of bad luck maybe, then could he be the one that BMW pushed towards the title? But I, I think that Turkington will take it home this year. I think he will break the record. Um Ooh. but I think it is gonna be very close between him and Sutton. I don't think Plato is in the championship battle. I think he'll win races, but I don't think he'll be in the championship battle. Although Plato, it depends what player wants to turn up, doesn't it? Let's be honest. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think I, I do think Sutton. I, I the way he drove last year, he'd have won it with 
couple of rounds to spare if he just calmed himself <laughs> down a bit. I think he'd have learned from that as well that, you know, in the end, he should have won it at Croft, let's be honest. He should have won the title at Croft. And, yep. Or, and then at Silverstone after that. I think he'd have learned from that. Um, I just... I don't know. I just don't see anyone getting close to him. I think he'll win it fairly comfortably as well, if I'm being honest with you. I think the battle for second is going to be quite close, but well, I think Sun's going to be fairly comfortable. I was just going to ask you, have you got like a, a top six that will be that will be challenging? Yeah, so, so I think you're going to have... I think it's going to be Sutton, Turkington, yep. Oliphant, uh, Morgan, uh, Shedden, this is no particular order, and... Um, Who's your final one? Ollie, ooh, who's my final <laughs> one? That's, uh, what, that's, that's why I asked for a top six, because I think a top six could be difficult to choose this season, I think. Yeah. Um, possibly going going into the, the last round of the season, we could have the top ten all vying for those sort of like top three places in the championship still. Yeah, but I think, to, to solidify my list, it's Turkton, Oliphant, Hill, Sutton, uh, Morgan and Shedden. Okay. I, I agree with you with, obviously, Turkington, Sutton, Shedden. Um, yes, I think Jake Hill will be up there as well. I'm not so convinced on Adam Morgan. Um, I think Ingram will finish ahead of Morgan this season um, and yeah I, Oliphant will be there or thereabouts if luck is with him he's improved year on year yes, I think he he's has. going to be in the top six comfortably to be honest with you yep um, okay well I think Sutton wins and wins fairly comfortably this year you think it's going to be a bit more closer um, to round off with a couple of questions then just to, to close us off yep. who's going to win more races this year Ingram or Plato ooh Ingram. I think Plato. Okay. Okay. Uh, who's going who's to who's gonna be a surprise race winner? Obviously, last year we had Jackson that was, quote, a surprise because he's not one of the, quote, established drivers. Obviously, he's a great driver in his own right, but you know, he was a surprise winner in some respects. Are we talking about drivers Who that haven't won a race before or just a, a surprise winner? that we may not a surprise winner okay. you know, they could have won a race before um, I mean Lloyd has won a, won a race before I believe yes um, so yeah they can have won before but yeah who do you think is going to be a surprise race winner this year uh, Row Bottom yeah I was looking at yeah. him yeah a, a race three reverse grid um, take the weight out of the car as well I, I think he could have a chance I I think Goff I think Goff wins one for hard okay. this year yeah can see that happening um, as well who gets more podiums, Stephen Jelly or Adam Moffat? Jelly, definitely. Uh, I I think Jelly, the amount I've slated him over the last couple of seasons, I do think. I, was I say. do think that on his day, he's very good. I mean, last season at Brands, I think he had a third, a third, and a ninth in in that one series that was aging so much so that they've retired the car this year. Um, so yeah, I, I think Jelly will be a lot more competitive on a more consistent basis than Moffitt. If Moffitt's going to score a podium, it'll probably be either Silverstone or Neil. That, in a nutshell, is why I think BMW win comfortably in terms of the teams this year. Any others? Uh, have you got any questions for me? Uh, Put it on the spot. Okay. Will, uh, will Jade score any points this season? Yeah. Um, yes. Do you think yeah. everyone in the championship is going to score points this season? Yeah, I think they will, actually. Um, it's a great question. I think they will. I think 
the grid is small enough for that to happen. I know it's a Sir 29 car grid, but we've had some much bigger grids in the past. This is a small enough grid, I think, for that to happen. Uh, and I think there's a good calibre of driver across the sport in good cars. There's no real weak car this time round. You know, the, and also, you go back to last season, the fact that I think all four Volkswagen drivers managed to get a point last year. And there's, you know, all the cars are infinitely better than that car. So... I think so. I was going to say, outside those top two drivers of Sutton and Turkington, who we expect to be a, a fair way ahead of the grid, I think the the rest of the grid is fairly well matched in mm. quality, um, and there should be some good battles up and down the the grid. Um, oh, final question then: Are we going to see any drivers, unfortunately, drop out due to funding this year? Oh, end on the end on the sadness. Why not? Um, Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you could be positive. You could say no. I mean, I could be positive, say no. But there's always a driver who drops out, isn't there? There always is. Um, who is it going to be? Do you think there will be anything on the hard merry-go-round this season? Do you know what? I think the hard are probably the most set they've been for a while um, because yep. they have got four cars with four very clear funding issues. I mean, sorry, funding um, partnerships. Hamilton and Rocket is the one that I'd be worried about just because they've had problems in the past with funding on damage and stuff like that. Yep. Um, that's not to say I want Hamilton to drop out because I think he can actually have quite a decent season this year. Um, but yeah, I think he's probably the most at risk just because historically he has been. Um, other than that, I think everyone's probably fairly okay. No, the only person that I slightly worry for is Jade, but I think the amount of media opportunities that she's going to have this season um, should should see her through. Um, and it, it could be dependent who who that final driver at BTC will be. I think she's okay at BTC because I think historically if you look at the cars there's a lot less sponsorship on the car so yes. I think she'll be okay yep. um, as you say she's got the you know, the media storm media frenzy that will undoubtedly and correctly follow so um, yeah I think that's going to be okay I slightly worry for Parfit Junior slightly um, but I, I, again I think he'll probably be okay yep well, we have Thruxton coming up this weekend. We will bring you a preview podcast on the Friday evening before the weekend kicks off on Saturday. And then on either the Monday night or Tuesday night, we'll, we will have our review podcast out for you. Now, between then and the next round at Snetterton, there is a, a lengthy break in order to bring fans back. Um, and in that break, we'll be looking to do some different podcasts shall we say um looking back at, at history of the sport and and those famous moments where say dan eves or plato took that that hat trick of wins at brands and and thruxton um we'd love to hear you hear from you on any moments you'd like to hear about um and we'll do some research into those and, and bring you like a little little half half an hour filler um for those weeks that we aren't racing um, but we're l- very much looking forward to the season ahead looking forward to getting back to the track and we hope you are all too um, and we'll we'll speak to you again soon indeed bye for now remember to subscribe follow and also share our podcast for more touring car updates you can also find us on instagram twitter and facebook by just searching for btcp british touring car podcast and you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com 